Hello. Hi there. Welcome to Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. This podcast is to help students and young professionals to shape their careers. In every episode, we interact with industry experts and drive insightful conversations that will help our audience learn great things. And apart from this, we also share some trivia around information technology and related world. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen and I'm with my co-host Sudhakar. All right folks, so today we are going to discuss a topic corporate storytelling. Corporate storytelling is about presenting your brand identity and values to wider public with the help of narrative techniques. And to talk about this interesting and relevant topic, we are pleased to welcome Saurish to our show today. Saurish Ghosh is a transformational storyteller and a coach with a career spanning across 18 years. In the past 8 years, Saurish has enabled storytelling as a form of communication among C-suite, corporate executives and professionals. His corporate coaching sessions help the leaders, managers and teams to create transparent, assertive and positive work scenario leading to better management of conflicts thereby increasing the productivity. In Saurish last corporate stint he worked as associate vice president business development with Grey Caps India Private Limited which is Asia's largest on-stage quizzing and knowledge services company before moving on to consult independently. He has a tremendous experience in sales, marketing and print media. Saurish has launched four national level business magazines, 14 vernacular periodical magazines including India's first magazine in Urdu called The Sunday Indian. One PC magazine and has interviewed some of the top CXOs in the country for the same. He has a particular interest in leadership coaching through mythological stories. Saurish's corporate experience spanned across industries like education, print media, IT, IT enabled services and knowledge process outsourcing. Excellent. Saurish, let's start with your career. What made you choose business storytelling as your profession? Wow, that's a very interesting question. See, I've always been very fascinated with the world of stories. I mean, I'm from Calcutta. I have grown up in a house where my father and mother were very ardent storytellers, and some of my early schoolings has been from the land of the mythological stories where Ram and Ravana, Arjuna, Krishna, these were all characters who taught me good from bad. Mm-hmm. You no, know, now that we are very near to Durga Puja, it's interesting because our entire celebration of Durga Puja happens across in a very interesting story on Ramayan. Apparently, this is not the time when the goddess visits the earth. This is the time when she was invoked by Ram to kill Ravana by her booms. Mm-hmm. So, uh, storytelling has been always a part of my life in my career, whether it was in the print media or in marketing and sales. I have to do a lot of presentations to clients and you can well understand these are CXO level people who may not always have time for a PPT and I'm a slightly brick and mortar guy I don't believe in technology so much because PPTs have a way to 
crank up whenever you require them the most so for me to engage these people especially in very senior levels i had to have a good conversation running and i realized that stories is a very good way to connect to people personally because even if you're talking to a corporate you are still having a decision maker who is a human being so largely i realized that they connected to me because of the anecdotes that i used to tell them stories of my servicing and how it has helped my clients really work so you know that's why i realized that storytelling needs a lot more prominence in the world today and uh, to be honest i was playing host to a couple of teachers from norway and sweden and they mm-hmm. come to india on uh, their government grants to learn storytelling and i was surprised because they wanted to introduce storytelling as their school curriculum and i remember this lady she told me sorry she was so lucky to be a part of india because mm-hmm. your culture is made out of stories and you know we wish we would have such a rich culture like yours so our children could grow up knowing a lot many things than just corporate culture and that made me thinking that wow the whole world looks at india in a way of storytelling and in terms of a culture of stories i think then it's my duty here as an indian to take that culture forward excellent actually the passion reflects in your answer saurish what do you love the most about this business storytelling saurish see the best part about business storytelling is that you are able to infuse your personal interest your personal passion with the work that you're doing provided you are doing your work passionately and in business storytelling things have to be a little crisp so how do you create a compelling narrative in a limited time with limited resources and that's always the challenge and that's always where my interest lies in business storytelling or corporate storytelling as people would like to label it as that's wonderful saurish now let's flip the coin and talk about challenges in your profession just uh, going by your previous question when you asked me about what was the thing best about storytelling see the thing about storytelling mm-hmm. is all about connection memories i feel that there is a pure unadulterated focused learning and good experience however some mm-hmm. of the challenges that i face today in our profession and i probably speak from our community of storytellers as much mm-hmm. as the country loves stories we have the largest movie industry in the world we are churning out so many interesting stories in terms of movies a storyteller is still not regarded as somebody very noble or pious in fact people love stories but they use the colloquial word of storytellers as if you're telling a story you're basically telling a lie you're peddling untruth you're peddling lies and you're peddling something which is deceitful and that is why a lot of people shy away from calling themselves storytellers because of this so called social taboo that has been built around the whole idea of storytelling but you know the best part about storytelling is that it's based on truth it's mm-hmm. not lies stories are not lies but truth well told we need to probably change people's attitude because the whole world looks at us in awe I mean you know if you see some of the most successful people have been the gurus who have come out from India and have gone to the west and preached our culture and our way of thinking and it has got a lot of prominence we prob perhaps now need to be a little bit more proud of our own culture probably similar to say a japanese or even some of the western countries who really give their culture a very high pedestal in their sense of belief you know we need to say and that is the challenge and the second challenge is making people be aware that a story can actually change your life 
they have been taught in school in colleges in our education system that we need to speak facts and the moment you are not speaking fact you are faffing you're bluffing but you know the stories are actually the best way the human brain connects the facts will only get you so long and so far but a story will actually help you internalize what is being told and remind you and remember so that has been a challenge and that's what i've been trying to do for the majority part of my career this is very interesting saurish and who do you think should choose this profession i feel everybody should be a storyteller i mean mm-hmm. i i believe being indian and being a good storyteller that's my dream i mean that's my aspiration that you know someday again as a country we would be called as a master storyteller i mean look mm-hmm. at our culture look at our food look at our subcultures each one of them has so much to say i know i've been lucky to have been a part of a work culture where i have interacted with a lot of expats and people from different nationalities mm-hmm. and the beauty of it is they are always very fascinated with our culture devoid of religion of course i mean the moment we say religion a lot of other unwanted things creep in so i usually try to keep my discussions largely apolitical and non religious but if you look at it from the perspective of our culture our food we have an amazing sense of awe that we are able to instill on people who do not necessarily belong i remember having a very spirited conversation on biryani the you know the favorite food of all indians mm-hmm. and i'm sure i mean you would also agree with that a part of your country has some of the spices version of biryani that we ever get in the country but i Absolutely. had a spirited conversation on my flight to london with this gentleman who was very intrigued the fact that we have so many varieties of biryani and he asked me so how does this happen and he was intrigued both by how the biryani came to be and how the biryani mm-hmm. taste though the fundamental ingredients may be the same how the biryani's taste makes a lot of difference to the region that it belongs to now why am i sharing this story is it did not require me any additional accreditations or any kind of a phd to know that a biryani tastes differently and that every indian largely would know about biryani with different times i mean there is a mughlai biryani there is a hyderabadi biryani there is a avadh biryani and i can go on you know so i believe that every indian can be a storyteller and today in this pandemic and post covid 19 where we are all having to be on a digital medium like the one i'm interacting with you where a physical contact may not be possible you cannot really shy away and go to the back of the room i mean if you are doing a work you have to pre present there you have to use your ppt or whatever webex tools you have to come on the mic you have to be on the video so if you are not able to create a good interest in the work that you are done or you are doing I believe you are not giving yourself an opportunity to really shine and take the success that you are so deserved of. So everybody should be a storyteller for the sake of your own self, not for something higher and bigger like you know make taking India to the center stage and upholding the culture. That's fine. But if I were to go to the basic of human interaction, you able to represent yourself well. That's the important thing. You know this is my favorite question. and it is the common where you go for a interview you go for a marriage proposal you even go for a date tell me something about yourself is a question <laughs> that i have 99% of the people do not have anything to say 
and yeah. they after two seconds they fall to sing in every interview they were asked tell me something about yourself tell me something which is not there in the cv yeah. so as humans we communicate as humans we have evolved to present and narrate why are we shying away just because somebody has told us stories are lies you should not tell stories so everybody should be a storyteller and everybody should say a fantastic story about who they are because they owe it to themselves to be interesting absolutely sarish inspiring and intriguing at the same time and like you mentioned being an indian we have always been surrounded by the stories from our childhood right on that topic what is your favorite story that you have ever told or even ever heard so far oh wow this is a difficult question i have so many favorite stories let's do it this way it's especially during the durga pujas that i really miss home i have not been home for quite some time and mm. the durga pujas are usually during the month of october november when the weather is fine and everything is good and people are in a mood to celebrate mm-hmm. it's also a story that i usually tell in my corporate classes to teach about professionalism now sometime back i told you that the advent of the goddess during durga puja is not the time that she comes to the earth i mean there is a time in the indian calendar when each of the gods and goddesses visit the earth because that is their hometown or the mm-hmm. home place Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently the story goes like this and I might be wrong but this is again your said told story so it's a folklore it says that you know when ram wanted to kill ravan now ravan was a very established uh, demon who had a lot of boons from gods and goddesses so it was impossible to kill yeah. apparently when he uh, conferred with the gods on how to kill the god said that the, the only celestial being that can give you a boon to kill ravan was goddess durga and the interesting part of it is that he had to invoke the goddess durga to get a boon and that weapon which ultimately he uses to kill ravan by bursting that pot of immortality in his navel yeah. now ram was a kshatriya he cannot invoke the goddess he is not meant to be and it has to be a brahmin with that kind of a power to be able to invoke a powerful goddess like durga to come on the earth mm-hmm. now apparently in that place near lanka and south india the only brahman who had that kind of punya or urja as you can say you know the power to invoke the goddess was none other than ravan and apparently ram sent for ravan reminding him of his duty of being a brahman and ravan came invoked the goddess got the boon for ram so that he can be killed very knowing very much that that is his his destiny now he is invoking the goddess the goddess will come the goddess gives the boon to ram to kill ravan but no point of time did ravan ever shy back from doing his duty well because he was bound by his bindings of duty as a brahmin to be able to invoke the goddess for whatever the goddess was being invoked for interestingly that is the reason why ravan went to the heavens because he was killed by the hand of a deity which was ram he was blessed mm-hmm. by a deity to get the boon and the story is about professionalism it does not matter what might be the end sometimes you need to really do what you're supposed to do bound by duty and do it well that's a fascinating story definitely not from valmiki ramayana and definitely you know highlights the aspect that you are bound to do what you are supposed to do and sometimes some of the corporate decisions that you take might lead something personally not so favorable results but at the end you got to do what you got to do 
No, I mean, if I were to really quickly add to it, I don't know if you have seen this movie by uh, Benedict Cumberbatch on Alan Turing. I forgot the name. He was the one who made the computer which broke the Nazi code of Enigma. Now, the same thing I see over there. Once they break the code, they find out which particular warship the Nazis are going to blast off. And one mm-hmm. of the members of his committee had a brother who was posted on the same ship. They could have easily warned the ship and they could have easily got the ship to come back. But the payback point was that the Nazis would get to know that their code has already been broken. So out of the bound ship for the country and for the duty, they could do nothing but wait on the radio to hear that that particular warship sank without any survivors. But you know, that is also a story of professionalism. You had to choose what was right, irrespective of a personal great loss. And it's the same thing if you see in the Raban story also, a personal great loss of knowing that his death is being written and being finalized, but he still did his work well. That is amazing. So Saurish, what is your formula for great storytelling, be it corporate or personal? Ah, Interesting question. A lot of formulas that goes around because storytelling is as old as time and man itself. But if you were to ask me personally, what would be my formula? One is listening. Today I received a forward from one of my very old friends. Um, He mentions that, you know, there's a story about two people talking about the TED Talks. Mm-hmm. And he says, if Ted talks, I wish he listened as well. Uh, uh-huh. A great storyteller can only be great if they can listen. Because, you know, you can say only so much. But when you are telling a story, you need to be listening to your audience through your voice modulation, through their body language, through their interest, through their reactions. Plus, if you also listen, you will never run out of good stories. So when I go to my corporate sessions, I also do corporate coaching. I also do corporate sessions other than corporate storytelling. Some of my best stories come out when I listen to people share their experiences. And that brings me to the second part of the formula. Experience is another great formula for storytelling. You need to be either experiencing what you're telling or surrounded by experiences. I spoke about the human evolution. We have a very interesting tool called empathy which is basically ability to feel what the other person is feeling. That is why you see that, you know, when there is a very touching scene in the movie, you feel like emoting, crying, getting angry, getting unhappy. Avengers Endgame, when Captain America picked up Thor's hammer, everybody, you know, was very, very happy because they could finally relate to the fact that that great character is now worthy of picking up a God's hammer. Now that is empathy. So. First one is listening. Second one is experience slash empathy. Because if you don't have that, you can never really tell a story that touches somebody's lives. That's why you have so many great movies, which absolutely makes no difference to a person's life. And you have some very unknown movies when if you watch it, it stays with you. One such example would be a movie called Wonder featuring the very good story about a child who is disfigured. And it is his story about how he navigates through high school. Again, a story that could be very, very normal. But the way they spoke with the experience and the experience that the person feels and the experience of the people around that central character and the way he listened and he was listened to makes a lot of difference. Wonderful tips, Saurish, and loving the conversation. So one last question before you go. So what are your tips for students and young professionals that are aspiring to make it big and shine in their careers? 
Now, this is something, Naveen, is a little personal to me. So, I'm okay if I can share it here. Absolutely. When we were growing up, and I'm sure you will also agree with it, we have been told not to speak too much about ourselves. We have been told as a culture not to talk about the successes that we have and different reasons have been given like a drishti or an evil eye or people will laugh or what will happen when you fail. The fear of failure has been ingrained in us more than the celebration of success. So every time we do, we don't ask ourselves what happens if we do it. The first question we ask is what happens if we fail? You know, I, I have made up a coined term called the Kapoor Saab Kya Kahenge Syndrome, which is basically about what the society is going to tell me. And that is why I perhaps either stop myself or undervalue myself. Mm-hmm. But if I were to make some of the mistakes of our growing up right here, I would tell the young people listening in that please learn to narrate your life story without prejudices or the pressure to be someone you're not. You cannot impress somebody by being somebody or not. Mm-hmm. You can impress somebody by 100% truly be who you are and believe in yourself. Showcase your achievements. You know, the best way I feel about it is that if I were to and you read about my bio and I was happy that able to help out. But I did a lot of those things because I was very selfish to think that, you know what, if I have to tell a great story, I have to do a lot of great things. Some of the career paths that I've taken, I mean, including you also, the way you have done this community where you're doing this podcast is perhaps not something that every one of your friends will be doing. And I'm sure that when you started off, there would be a lot of people who would have told you the what ifs and the what if nots. But imagine if you were to have heard all of that, today we would not be here talking about this great community that you're building up and me being privileged to be a part of it. So do something brilliant. Believe that you will be able to do. Be okay to fail, but fail and react faster. Don't Mm -hmm. fail and sit down because that's when you actually fail. I just wanted to end it up with saying a little bit of a a philosophical statement. So Sant Kabir, the great saint, uh, he had said that, you know, when we come to the world, uh, we cry and the world laughs. Ensure that you do something so great that when you go, you go away happily and laughing and people cry. And, you know, if I were to be memory serves me right, the Hindi version is that Kabira, jab hum paida huye, to jag hase hum roye, aisi karni kar chalo ki tum haso jag roye. And I feel that is what our life should be. We should leave this earth in our terminal breath happy with laughing that we are contented to have done a great stuff and perhaps our impact and our contribution to the society would be so much that people would cry because they would miss us. So think big, believe that you can be big and then go do your story and then narrate it. That's really amazing. Someone said this, you actually fail when you give up. And the world has seen a lot of give-ups. But we celebrate the guys who carried on. And that is what we should be. We should not give up. In fact, my, my schoolhouse motto, which I follow, is never give up. Three simple words, but makes a whole lot of difference once you crack the, the secret behind it. Thank you so much, Saurish, for joining us today. And it is amazing 
interesting and intriguing conversation it was indeed a great discussion on corporate uh, or business storytelling thank you thank you guys dear listeners to know more about our speaker and the content visit or follow us on social media we are available on linkedin facebook insta twitter pinterest and also on youtube just search for the guiding voice and then follow like subscribe to us and also share within your network also feel free to email us at the guiding voice for you that is t h e g u i d i n g v o i c e for as a digit u at gmail.com or whatsapp us on india number 9494587187 again it is india number 9494587187 and we will be happy to collaborate with you all right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today we are bringing you an interesting trivia about renting goats for grazing yes you heard it right do you know google rents out goats from a company called california grazing which helps in cutting down the amount of weeds and brush at google headquarters interesting isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store stay tuned have a wonderful time take care be safe until next time bye bye